Welcome to the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. It's Indiana. Watford for the win! Yes! Yes! Unbelievable! Your daily home for complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. Welcome to Indiana basketball. Smart takes the shot! And the Hoosiers with three seconds. Go ahead. Indiana wins the championship. Keith Smart is the hero. When my time on earth is gone and my activities here are past, I want they bury me upside down and my critics can kiss my Now here's your host, Matt Dennison. It's Indiana, what I feel is the pinnacle, the absolute pinnacle of all of college basketball. And hello, welcome in. Friday edition of the program. We've made it to the end of the week. What a great week of basketball it's been here in the Hoosier State. And last night, taking center stage, believe it or not, the Indiana women with a huge victory at home, part of the ACC Big Ten Challenge on the women's side of things. Number five, Indiana. Number six, North Carolina. Both teams undefeated going into the game last night, and Indiana didn't just win the game without Grace Berger, I should add, but they absolutely crushed North Carolina. 87-63 was the final score, so all good for Indiana, both programs this week in big rivalry games, or I should say challenge games against North Carolina. Mackenzie Holmes last night, a game-high 25 points on 10 of 17 shooting, and again, Indiana got that win, that Pretty easy win without Grace Berger, who is still out with a knee issue. So good to see the women take center stage. And Justin Kalen, producer of this show, told me just before we went on the air today that with Arizona, the Arizona men, who Indiana are going to play in just a few weeks, losing last night to Utah in an upset, uh, Indiana is now one of five college basketball programs at the Division One level that has a men's and women's team undefeated. And, of course, both of those teams are ranked in the top ten of the AP poll, and it's likely that both could move up, especially if the men can uh, secure a win on Saturday to open Big Ten play against Rutgers. So all good for the IU women last night, and a uh, great way to start the show today. Let's take a look at the lineup, a service of Honey Baked Ham in New Albany. Segment one, we've got some big high school basketball coming to the area on Saturday at Charlestown High School. Chad Gilbert mentioned it earlier in the week, but today Anthony Howard, who is the organizer of that event, is going to join us. It's got some local flavor. It's got some Midwestern flavor. And to be honest, it's also got some national flavor as well. There's going to be some really good teams and some unbelievable talent at Charlestown High School for five games coming up. You can make a day of it at Charlestown's first-class facility on Saturday. We'll tell you the lineup for that. We'll tell you some of the top players from that event and a lot more coming up with Anthony Howard here in just a few moments. Also, later in the show on Fridays, we always check in with Dylan Wallace. He's the sports editor of the Seymour Tribune. We'll talk that IU men's victory that everybody is still buzzing about from earlier in the week. And it's also time, believe it or not, to preview the game on Saturday, which is the first Big Ten Conference game of the season. We've got Big Ten hoops coming up this weekend and early into next week. It's that two-game little sampling 
I always call it, where you get uh, an early season look at the conference, some some early conference games before all the teams go back to non-conference until really about the first of the year or so. But a big one coming up, and it's not going to be an easy one for Indiana. They go on the road to Rutgers, and we'll preview that game with Dylan coming up a little bit later in the hour. Also, Kyle Neddenrip of the Indianapolis Star will be with us in segment three today. We'll talk some high school hoops and recruiting, a lot going on on those fronts and more all coming up a little bit later in our program today. That's the show lineup, a service of Honey Baked Ham in New Albany. Don't forget to check out their dinner package deals, which are being offered. You can dine in, take them to go, and curbside service is still available as well at Honey Baked Ham in New Albany. And you can participate in the show. If you got a question for any of our guests or you want to sound off on IU basketball, maybe the women's game last night you want to talk about, send your question, your comment, your thought, whatever it is. The number is 502-414-1450. Again, 502-414-1450. That's the Thornton's text line. And right now you can get a free sausage, egg, and cheese biscuit, a bacon, egg, and cheese croissant, or a steak and egg burrito in any fountain drink, tea, or fizz freeze, or 20-ounce bottled soda when you become a new Refreshing Rewards member. Simply download the app and register for Refreshing Rewards to earn your free breakfast on Thornton's. And again, the number, if you want to send something in to me, is 502-414-1450. All right, busy weekend coming up. College Hoops, Indiana Rutgers, and a lot more going on. Also, some really big college football games as far as conference championships go this weekend as well. But locally, it's going to be a really good high school basketball weekend. And our coverage this weekend begins tonight. I'll be at Johnson Arena in Jeffersonville. We've got Evansville North at Jeff pregame show around 7.15 this evening. Tip-off in that contest scheduled for 7.30. But a really great slate of talent and teams all day tomorrow at Charlestown High School. Anthony Howard is the director of the event. He's put it all together working with Chad Gilbert at Charlestown High School. And Anthony, welcome to the show. Another star-studded lineup of basketball coming to Southern Indiana tomorrow. Yes, sir, Matt. It's going to be awesome tomorrow. We're going to have a lot of fun, a lot of great local, and like you said, Midwest and national flavor uh, in the building we got some really, really great talent, so looking forward to it tomorrow. Let's go through the day. It starts at noon tomorrow at Charlestown Sports Arena. That's Holy Cross from Louisville against Brown, another small school in downtown Louisville, so kind of a local game to get things tipped off. And after that, it's just some great matchups, really, with some big talent. Walnut Hills, always a traditionally strong program from the Cincinnati area. They will take on Scottsburg, who really is a team to watch in southern Indiana this year. Then a big 4A matchup at 3 o'clock. Warren Central from Indianapolis comes down. They'll take on Sharon Wilkerson and his Jeffersonville Red Devils in what should be another big early season challenge for Jeffersonville. Then a national team, Huntington Prep, they are going to take on a solid DeSales team who's been kind of raising eyebrows in Louisville so far this season. That's a 4.30 game, and the evening will conclude at 6 o'clock. Jack Benner and Brownstown, another real team to pay attention to this season in local basketball. They will take on Withrow High School, another strong Cincinnati program. Uh, Anthony, take us through some of these matchups. There's some really good talent. Uh, I know Huntington Prep features so many guys that have scholarship offers from high major programs, but that really just is the start of it. There's a ton of talent in this event tomorrow. Oh, yes, sir. I mean, it's going to be great. And like you said, Matt, just starting off with some nice local flavor, you know, 
wanted to uh, get an opportunity for uh, some of the smaller schools to, to get an opportunity to come and just play in front of a great crowd and have a lot of fun. Uh, but, uh, you know, the, the nightcap, I mean, just, you know, talking about hunting the prep, I know, but that nightcap with Bro man, has got some really talented players. they got the, the 6'6 swing kid, Michael Johnson, uh, that is just tearing it up right now early, and he's looking to uh, – he's already got some great offers for some nice mid-major D1s. So going to be looking forward to seeing him and seeing what he can do with Brownstown. You know, Brownstown's got some great talent. Uh, you mentioned it as well, Scottsburg. I'm really intrigued. Hear a lot about them uh, up and coming, you know, and seeing what what they got going and, and what's going to happen with them. But I tell you, you talk about uh, when Huntington Prep and DeSales play. I mean, you're you're looking at probably seven D one uh, with at least uh, two or three um, high major D one players on the court at the same time, and and it's going to be just a lot of great fun. A great atmosphere, body armor in the house, giving away a lot of stuff, a lot of swag, you know, bags and different stuff, shirts. Just going to have a really, really good time. Got to take my hat off to Chad for really just uh, looking at it and, and just helping me out with getting all these great teams to come in and, and have some early season uh, uh, playoff types of uh, games. Be great. We're talking about the Body Armor Classic. It's all staged for Charlestown High School on Saturday. That's tomorrow. Uh, and uh, five really good games with lots of talent, lots of good teams. And we're talking right now with Anthony Howard. He's the organizer of the event. I'm curious, uh, Mr. Howard, you've been around basketball for a lot of years. When these teams arrive at Charlestown High School on Saturday for their shoot-around and see that facility, it's really unbelievable. I've got to believe some of these teams coming in from out of town and even from Louisville, it's just different, and it's one of the first-class facilities here in southern Indiana. Oh, I'm telling you, Matt, as you know, Chad just does a wonderful job, and uh, Charlestown has some unbelievable facilities, really second to none. Uh, That's why we just love coming back there and love that he has agreed to have us back, and and they will. Some of those kids will just be looking around like as if they – just landed into New York City, so it'll be uh, just fantastic for them to see it. I want the crowd to come out and really cheer them on and make them feel really great about being uh, in that atmosphere. I know I talked to DeAndre, uh, uh, Coach Davis, that's the, uh, the coach of Warren Central, and he's really excited. They're actually coming in town tonight and uh, going to get a chance for the kids to do a few things uh, at the Ali Center and other places, so it's going to be a lot of fun. It's an opportunity for them to uh, not only play basketball, but to, you know, we talk about education, and education is more than just in the books. So they'll get a chance to get out of their element in their neighborhood and come down and, and, and view the city and have a lot of fun. Anthony Howard, organizer of the Body Armor Classic, Saturday, tomorrow at Charlestown High School, my guest. How can people get tickets? Is it something they do the transaction at the door? What's the cost? I know a lot of hoop fans here in the area are going to want to take in multiple games uh, at Charlestown tomorrow. Oh, yes, sir. And it's, it's only $10 for the whole entire day. All the proceeds um, go to a local nonprofit, and uh, the $10 can be paid at the door in with your cash app or your Venmo or credit card as well as cash. And uh, we'll have all those tickets there. And it's only $10. You could actually come see five games if you like. It's a pretty good uh, deal. Uh, better than almost going to the movies there. So we'd love for everybody to come out and uh, have a great time and cheer these uh, 
young players on, and some of them you will see on the national stage. It all gets started at noon with Brown and Holy Cross, two Louisville schools, Cincinnati Walnut Hills and Scottsburg at 1.30, Warren Central from Indianapolis and Jeffersonville at 3, Huntington Prep, a national powerhouse, and DeSales at 4.30, and Cincinnati Withrow and Brownstown, the nightcap. I think everybody will be introduced to Jack Benner uh, tomorrow night if they haven't already found out what a shooter, what a player, what a steal I think he is for Matt Painter and the Purdue Bullermakers. You know, I, I saw a text, uh, Anthony, from Chad Gilbert that may have originated from you. Uh, looking at Huntington Prep a little more, and unfortunately I don't know that they have a target of you know, Indiana, Louisville, Kentucky, uh, local interest necessarily, but a player, Dell Jones, getting all kind of interest. Maryland, Seton Hall, Georgetown have offered. Larry Johnson, a six foot four player, Oregon, Auburn, St. John, some of the schools that have offered him. Six foot eight, Jordan McCollum has Missouri offer, Georgia, Illinois from the Big Ten, and then a six eight small forward, Justin Johnson, Georgetown, Oklahoma State, and others have offered him as well. I mean, that alone is a huge amount of talent on one high school basketball team. It, it, it is, Matt. And here's the crazy part about it, though. Uh, a couple of those kids actually don't start. And wow. uh, it's really crazy. But DeSales will give them all that they can handle. DeSales is solid. And a really, really good team. And I tell you, people better watch them. I know that you know, Louis was kind of talking about them. But uh, I would not be shocked if you saw DeSales uh, down in Rupp Arena, you know, on the Kentucky side. But they are solid, great, great coaching staff. But they really play well together. And uh, I, I think that Arkell uh, better not sleep when he comes in town or still walk back to West Virginia with a with an L. So that game is going to be really, really star-studded and a lot of fun. Uh, you know, DeSales has definitely got some kids that will be on the next level. So it, it'll be a lot of fun. It really will. Yeah, some outstanding matchups at Charlestown High School. $10 gets you in the door. Five games starting at noon. The nightcap is 6 o'clock. Uh, check it out for all of them or some of them. It's going to be some great basketball. The Body Armor Classic at Charlestown. It's become a great annual event here showcasing basketball in southern Indiana. Anthony Howard, thanks for being with us. Good luck with your event tomorrow, and we'll look forward to the lineup for uh, 2024, as crazy as that might sound. I guess 2023, as crazy as that might sound, once tomorrow's event wraps up. Thank you very much, Matt. I really appreciate you having me on. And, and uh, come on out, fans, and let's watch some great basketball. Take care. Absolutely. Anthony Howard with us. The Body Armor Classic, it's going to be a great day of basketball. I'm hoping to get up there uh, for some of that Jeff game and maybe the Huntington Prep to Sales game and perhaps a little bit of the Brownstown Withrow game. It's going to be a great environment and some really good games and talent uh, being showcased on Saturday in Charlestown. All right, that's our segment one in the books here this Friday program. We'll head to a commercial break. Coming up next, Dylan Wallace, the sports editor of the Seymour Tribune, will stop by. We'll talk IU North Carolina. I know we're still talking about it. We're still breaking it down. And also preview IU and Rutgers as well. And we'll talk a little bit about the big performance by the IU women last night, led by Mackenzie Holmes. IU coach uh, Kenya Hunter on the road last night doing a little recruiting. I'll mention that as well, all coming up next here on the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison.
We're back on the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. Let's win this and for all the small schools who never had a chance to get here. Join Matt Daly at 11 a.m. for complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. Let's win for Coach. You got us here. Here's Matt Dennison. And we're back here on this Friday program. Dylan Wallace, sports editor of the Seymour Tribune, joins on Fridays as we talk the latest in IU basketball, maybe a little football. But today, Dylan, we've got to start with Indiana-North Carolina, and I'm talking about the women's game last night. The IU women got it going early and often. Mackenzie Holmes was outstanding last night. Sydney Parrish had probably her best game yet. And, and in an Indiana uniform, of course, all this with uh, Grace Berger out for her second consecutive game with, with a knee injury, a leg injury. Uh, but Indiana cruised last night, and it's great in a week where IU men have had a big week and have a big Big Ten game coming up on the heels of their North Carolina win. It's great to see the women get a little publicity as well. Yeah, it was a really strong win for them. Uh, as you mentioned, you know, without Grace Berger, who they lost in that tournament in Vegas, um, you know, there's a picture of her got kind of got a brace on her leg. Um, it doesn't appear like it c- could be season-ending, so that's a good thing if she's able to work her way back sometime this season. Um, but the, but the face the number six team in the country without arguably probably your best player and um, just kind of run them off the floor is is incredibly impressive. Um, you know, ju- it, you know, just to compare it, I mean, imagine if IU was able to beat North Carolina by twelve without Trace Jackson Davis last night or two nights ago. That's kind of what the women did uh, last night and. Um, you know, I think they, they spotted North Carolina seven points, you know, 7-0 early. But then right from that point, you know, when they got the first basket, uh, they really started to get things going and roll from there. And, um, you know, much how like we talk about the men's team and their depth, uh, the women's team is, is right up there with, with a lot of depth. Um, and it's because of what they've added. Um, they've added Sarah Scalia, a transfer from Minnesota, who can shoot the lights out from three. You mentioned Sydney Paris, obviously an Indiana native. You know, she played at Oregon before transferring back home to here. Uh, she, she's been really good. They still have Mackenzie Holmes, uh, who's been who's been awesome. You know, Chloe Moore McNeil has taken a big step in her development uh, in her third year here with Indiana. So they got a lot of players, and they got a stud freshman as well um, from Israel. So you know, they have a lot of really good pieces. Um, and you know, it, it, it's kind of just par for the course right now with kind of the program Terry Moore has built up um, with, with kind of the momentum she's had them going with. Um, you know, you know, they've been to the. Elite Eight two years ago, and they were in the Sweet 16 last year. And, and you know, those are two amazing years for the program. And, and this team might be their, their strongest team, at least in terms of depth, um, you know, to what they what they could put out on the floor at any given night. So it's really exciting what they've been able to do. Haven't lost a game yet either, just like the men, you know, ranked top five in the country. So, you know, it's, it's, it's a really good start for them this season. Last night was a really big win, especially without their best player. So, um, you know, they're going to they're gonna have a couple – Big Ten games coming up here soon as well. So, uh, you know, hopefully they get off to a good start in the conference. You know, winning the Big Ten um, is always going to be tough. Ohio State's really good. Maryland's usually good. You know, there's a lot of tough teams in the women's side of the Big Ten as well. So, you know, it, it's kind of been a struggle for as good as the Indiana teams have been lately. You know, they haven't seemed to crack the code of kind of winning, you know, a share of the, the, the regular season Big Ten title um, or the Big Ten tournament. So you're hoping that they can kind of – you know, get get that under their belt this year as well, because that's an important first step when you when you want to create momentum for yourself heading into the March. So, uh, yeah, awesome win for them last night. And you know, what's better than having back to back nights where you know the you know the, the students brought out kind of the hammer, the heels, uh, you know, newspaper signs that they had during the men's game the night before. So, it seems like both were really good environments for the teams. So, 
Uh, it's a really good, really good uh, two-day stretch there for Indiana basketball you know, with the men and the women back-to-back nights in Assembly Hall getting wins over, you know, top 20-ranked North Carolina teams. Uh, just re- really fun, really good for them. And, um, you know, I think these teams are both going to be really fun and exciting for, for fans to watch as, as these seasons both play out here. Absolutely. Dylan Wallace, my guest. You know, I, I'm not ready to say anything with confidence yet, uh, but I do think that the Indiana men and the Indiana women, when it comes down to it in mid-February, will be in the race somewhere near the top, if not at the top, of the Big, Big Ten Conference in, in both men's and women's basketball. And that is very exciting just to have that possibility, the excitement for fans, I think, uh, coming down the home stretch in, in February, heading into March Madness, knowing that both teams should be definitely tournament teams and definitely teams that could make maybe runs in the tournament. What an exciting close or exciting winter it could be coming up here in February. Yeah, I think um, it'd be kind of disappointing if, if both weren't kind of in the running there in February to, to, to win at least a share of the Big Ten championship. Um, just because of, you know, just, just how good they've looked so far and, and just, you know, how we've seen the other conference teams play. You know, the, both these Indiana teams should be good enough to win their conference. Um, the women, like I said, they've been close the last couple of years. You know, they always have kind of a loss to Maryland or an Ohio State or a, you know an Iowa that kind of just puts them behind the eight ball by like a game and they don't they don't win out. But um, you know they've been close, so they'll be knocking on the door once again. You know the men, you know we haven't seen them compete for a Big Ten title since 2016, really. So uh, that'll be a really nice change of pace if they're in the running, if they're in the mix there in middle, you know, in kind of the middle of February, and you know it'd be such a nice change of pace for the men's team because we're used to that February month being like a. Oh, here's a four-game losing streak. Here's a five-game losing streak. Here's a you know lose three out of four, and think you're kind of wondering, oh man, what do they have to do to get back into the tournament picture? So uh, it'd be a real nice change of pace if they're uh, they're they're still rolling like they are now, and they have you know a clear-cut way to 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 win the conference. Uh, that'd be a really nice change of pace for the men's side. Um, but yeah, it's, it's going to be a really exciting year, I think, for Indiana basketball for both the men and the women. And um, you're hoping that. When it comes to tournament time, like you said, they're both squarely in the tournament, and they're both, you know, capable of making uh, a couple of runs here, getting past that first weekend. And you know, once you do that, anything can happen. So uh, it should be a really fun year for Indiana basketball. Like I said, I think um, you can start to you can start to feel it from this fan base. Um, everyone's really excited about both teams and both programs. Um, so yeah, it, it, it's it's a fun time right now, uh, which was needed, you know, after kind of a a tough fall with the football team. But, yeah, with these basketball teams right now, it's, it's a lot of fun. And, um, you know, with, with some of these conference games coming up, you know, they're just as big as what we just saw this past week against North Carolina because you want to get off to a good start in the conference. You don't want to get yourself behind the eight ball at all. Yeah, absolutely. Talking with Dylan Wallace, sports editor of the Seymour Tribune. You know, the North Carolina win for the men was great. Uh, you know, it was it was huge. The environment was great. Uh, it's a tournament resume win to finish out the month of November. But, there's no time to, to laud on it much because Big Ten basketball, at least for a four- or five-day period, starts, I think, later today or definitely Saturday when Indiana and Rutgers uh, hook up. That is going to be another challenging game. It's a road game. We know what road games are like in the Big Ten Conference, but it's going to be another challenge this week for this uh, Indiana team. Yeah, I think Illinois plays at Maryland tonight to kick things off, and that should be a interesting game. Both teams are ranked right now. Um, but yeah, Indiana. Uh, talk about a first tough game in the conference to play. Um, you know, going to I think it's called Jersey Mike's Arena now, but you know the rack is what a lot of people refer to it as. Uh, that's a really it's become a really tough place to play, especially in the Big Ten. Um, you know, they 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 pack it up in there. 
you know, they, they've had a lot of really good wins in that arena lately for this Rutgers team who's just, you know, scrappy again. You know, I watched them play before IU on Wednesday, and they played Miami, Ohio. Um, and, you know, they just look like, you know, one of those same old Rutgers teams, really scrappy. Um, they, they have a couple of more shot makers, I think, this year, um, you know, because they lost you, Baker, and, and Ron Harper. You know, those were their kind of two main guys last year. Paul Mulcahy did not play. Um, I think he's been hurt for a little bit, so un- unknown status for him going into Saturday. They just got Caleb McConnell back. Obviously, he's a really good defender. Um, you know, Cliff Morier, you know, he's a really good uh, interior player. So, you know, Indiana's going to have their handful, and it's going to be, a, you know, an awesome environment for Rutgers because, you know, you're bringing in a, a top-ten team into your building. So it's going to be pretty pretty good, and, and I, I'm glad Indiana kind of had a taste of what a true road environment was like with that Xavier game and, you know, hopefully they're a little bit more prepared and ready to go here. But yeah, it's going to be a tough game. And, you know, this is the team that has struggled. I don't think Trey Jackson Davis has ever beaten Rutgers in his career so far. Um, so it's going to be a really tough game. And, um, you know, I was, I was excited to hear, you know, some of the comments uh, from Woodson and Trey's postgame after North Carolina. You know, they were just kept talking about, yep, you know, this is good, but we, we need to focus on going to beat Rutgers now. And, and uh, that's, that's our main goal. And, you know, I, I think this team's got a good mindset about them. And, but it's going to be a tough place to play. It's going to be a tough game for sure because Rutgers is just going to be one of those scrappy teams, and they have a good defense again. Um, but, you know, if Indiana is able to defend like they did against North Carolina, um, I think they can make it really difficult on Rutgers because, you know, Rutgers doesn't have those kind of shot creators that, that North Carolina did in those guards. So if Indiana can really amp up the pressure again and, and be able to do that, you know, they should they, it should be a defensive battle, and hopefully Indiana's offense, um, you know, is able to, to come through for them. But, yeah, uh, I'm, ex- I'm excited for that game. It'll be a really nice first test in the conference and um, like I said you, know, you don't want to really get behind the eight ball because you're probably going to win that Nebraska game it'd be real nice to go 2-0 in December but uh, Saturday is going to be a nice test for them I know North Carolina was big I know Arizona and Kansas are going to be really fun games and they have importance as far as the postseason goes and really just challenging this team and and getting them ready for a full slate of conference basketball but to me there are no two bigger games in December if you're an IU fan or if you're Mike Woodson and the coaching staff than a road game at Rutgers, who's solid, and then obviously the Nebraska game as well. you got to get that one. But getting both of those in addition to a North Carolina win, I don't care what else happens this month out of the conference, that is a huge December to pick up those two and include your win over North Carolina. I could agree with you more. I got into an argument with some people, um, one of my friends, and I was like, you know, I'd rather win the Rutgers game than, you know, like one of these North Carolina or Kansas Arizona games. They're like, no, that's, you're crazy. And I'm like, well, I don't know. I mean, I, I would love to get off to a 2-0 and start in the Big Ten because, you know, they're like, okay, well, those those games would be good for your resume if you beat the USC. But, you know, this Indiana team shouldn't, you know, we shouldn't have to be worried about their resume and what could, what could help them with in the tournament just because you know, they should be squarely in the tournament. They should be totally fine in terms of that regard. And I just think for a team that has aspirations to win the Big Ten, getting off to a nice 2-0 and start here in December uh, would just be great for them. And especially winning at Rutgers would be an awesome kind of momentum boost for them. And I, I'm just super excited. And you, like you said, you know, you've already won Xavier. You've won the North Carolina game. So you're 2-0. And, you know, what, what we all kind of talked about, those four big non-conference games. So, you know, the rest of the way here, you know, you're, you're kind of – I don't want to say you're playing with house money, but you know you're at least you at least have done um, kind of at least what people expected you to go. You know, if you go two and two in those games, great. If you go three and one, that's awesome. If you go four and zero, oh, you know, hey, that's that's incredible. Um, so you know, Arizona just lost. Uh, they kind of got blown out last night by Utah on the road. So you know, they they were a team that I thought was was really really good, and you know that was kind of a, a, a quirky loss for them last night. 
Um, you know, Kansas, you know, Wisconsin took them down to the wire in one of those uh, holiday tournaments over the, over Thanksgiving break. So, you know, that, that could be a game that could be competitive in. So, you know, you look at these next four games, and I agree with you. I mean, I'd rather win Rutgers in Nebraska than I would Kansas and Arizona. Um, as good as those wins look and to beat those top teams would be awesome, and I, and I hope they do win them. But, you know, I, I just think getting off to that 2-0 start in the conference is, is really important for this team who, who, like I said, they want to win the Big Ten. And, you know, you don't want to go into January with a, a one-and-one mark or, a, you know, God forbid, no a two mark. I don't think they're going to lose to Nebraska. But, you know, you, you, you really want to get that game Saturday. And I think this team realizes that, and I think they're going to be pretty amped up for it. And I, I just, you know, I'm just confident. You know, I, it's, it's something that, you know, going in the past, going into a Big Ten true road game, especially when at Rutgers, you're, you're probably not all that confident. But this team, you know, the, the trust you have in the coaching staff to get them prepared, the trust you have in some of these players. You know, I've, I was telling people, you know, I was at the Xavier game, and when they got down nine early in the game, I, it didn't feel that big of a deal to me when I was sitting there. I was like, okay. And then, you know, a couple of baskets later, you're within four. I'm like, wow, this, this, is, this doesn't seem too urgent. Like, I'm pretty confident they're going to get back into this game. So there's just a different vibe about this team this year, um, which has been a good thing. And, you know, obviously, you know, Rutgers has kind of been a demon for them. They haven't been able to beat them for a while, especially uh, in the rack. So, you know, this is going to be a really tough task, but but I'm I'm excited for it, and um yeah I agree with you. You know if you can get some of the, if you can get these next two games, that'd be great. And then you know what? Hey, if after that you you go beat Arizona and Vegas, or you're able to compete with Kansas and, and Fog Allen, you know even better. So yeah, you know let's get these big two first uh, big two first two Big Ten games first is what I'm trying to say there. I think if you're an IU fan, you had to like the attitude of players, and of course head coach Mike Woodson after the game that. You know, you, you can't get too crazy with the celebration here because uh, the next game is really big as well. And I forget the exact quote that TJD had, but you could tell that he, as the leader of this team, uh, was not overreacting to a, a nice win at home over North Carolina and that he was going to keep the troops uh, grounded and ready for what's ahead Saturday and beyond. Yeah, I like that. You know, they asked Woodson, is this a statement win? He's like, no, it's not a statement. It's just our schedule. And, and you know, it's, it's true. You know, they, they're playing the teams they're, they're supposed to play, and, you know, they, they expect to go out and win every game that they're in. And are they probably, you know, they're not going to win every single game, obviously, but that, that's the mindset they have. And, you know, I actually didn't feel like it was too big of a statement. I mean, you know, the way this game was perceived kind of going into the preseason, obviously we all thought North Carolina was going to be number one. We thought it could be a huge area for Indiana to get – kind of an quote-unquote upset, but, you know, going into Wednesday, you know, I think we all just expected IU to win. I think we all expected them to, to be able to handle North Carolina, and I felt like the, the better team won, and I felt like, you know, it, I just felt like the right result to me. I wouldn't call it an upset. I wouldn't necessarily go as far as saying it's a statement. I mean, it was certainly a, a really nice win and, and really impressive the way they were able to kind of lock them up defensively. If anything, it was a statement kind of on how good they can be defensively. But but I thought, you know, it, it wasn't an upset. Indiana did what they kind of were supposed to do, which is kind of nice to see that, you know, you know, you bring in a top 20 North Carolina team into Assembly Hall, and, and for once, you know, Indiana w- was the team that was kind of projected to win, was supposed to win. And, you know, these are kind of the expectations that everyone's kind of getting back used to, is for Indiana basketball to be favored in games like these. And, you know, they're going at Rutgers. I'm sure they're going to be favored in that game tomorrow. And, and it's just a whole new kind of different vibe for this team is, is being expected to win some of these games. And it's a lot of fun. And, you know, the, the crowd was awesome. And, and I'm just glad they took care of business the way they, they were supposed to. And, you know, I love when, when Woodson and kind of the pregame stuff, you know, the pregame videos I would tweet out of, of him always saying, like, nobody's going to come into this building and beat you guys. You know, he wants to go undefeated at home, which, 
which is just a cool thing, you know, to take pride in, in playing in front of those Assembly Hall fans and, and hoping not to drop a game there this year. Uh, that, that'd be a really fun thing to do. That's a really good goal to have, and you know, obviously the, the crowd would love it as well. So I just like the mindset this team has, and, and like you said, you know, they, they, they totally flipped the script um, to, to focus on Rutgers coming up this weekend. You know, Woodson had in the post game like, hey, be humble. It's a good team you beat, but you know what? Who's next? And they said Rutgers, and they're, they're, they're all ready to go. And, and I, I just like the mindset they have right now. Um, and, you know, this team wants to, you know, this team doesn't want to peak in November. Um, you know, they don't want to accomplish what their best wins in, in November and December. So, you know, they, they got a good head on them. And I think it's all credit to Woodson and that coaching staff because, you know, they, they've, they've just started to figure it out. And I think this team is playing with a lot of confidence. Um, and, and I'm just excited to see where the season goes, you know. You could totally drop this game on Saturday. It could be a tough game, but it doesn't mean it's the end of the world. You know, this team, you know, it'd be a nice little adversity test to see what they do after that. But, yeah, I'm excited for sure, and, and I think they're, they're ready to go and hopefully get a Big Ten win on Saturday. All right, Dylan Wallace, sports editor of the Seymour Tribune, is my guest. You know, we get so caught up in the season, and games are coming fast and furious, and there is college basketball on basically, in most cases, seven days a week. I kind of forget about recruiting, and I saw yesterday – Kenya Hunter was uh, going to make a trip down to watch Montverde Academy take on IMG, two of the real elite national-level high school programs, both both based out of Florida. I think the game, in fact, was on ESPNU. It was a late uh, afternoon, early evening game yesterday. Uh, Montverde especially, with Jalen hood Shafino and Malik Renew, Indiana's got something going there. They've had some of their players on campus for visits that are current Montverde standouts, and I know uh, that was primarily where Coach Hunter's, I'm sure, focus was. But recruiting continues even in the middle of the season, and a rare opportunity for one coach to slide away here or a couple to go there. It doesn't always happen, especially to make a trip down to Florida, but Indiana able to sneak one of those in yesterday, which is good to keep that in-person recruiting growing. I mean, in the middle of the season, it's got to show players and parents of these players how important they are to any school, including Indiana, that's willing to break away from practice and games and so many other things to make a trip down. Yeah, exactly. That, that must mean it's, uh, you know, you see Roseman's or Brian Walsh's scout for Rutgers on Saturday that Kenya was able to, to kind of take that trip down to Florida to recruit them. And, you know, I think it does mean a lot to these players. You know, if you see a coach from another team, you know, in, in between the, what, two two days they have off in between a, a two big games that they're playing to come down and, and see, you know, uh, somebody play in a game. Uh, that just, that shows how important they are. And I think Indiana had, you know, something like eight kind of big-time recruits at that North Carolina game. And, I mean, man, if you're if you're one of those guys kind of debating and you, you see that environment, you see the way they were playing and kind of the energy that they had, uh, it, probably sticks with, it probably sticks with you for a little bit, you know, kind of remembering what it was like to be in the building for that, thinking about, man, what if I was on that floor? It would be probably pretty cool. So, you know, when you get recruits in the building for games like that, uh, it's always an awesome experience probably for them, and it's a really good thing. And then, you know, now that Kenya Hunter can go on the road and, and kind of point to things that have been happening recently, like, hey, you know, look what we just did the other night. You know, this is how, you know, we're playing. This is how, you know, look at what, you know, we bring in Gail Huchifino. This is how he's been able to, you know, get off to a good start right away. All this kind of stuff that you can kind of point to now that you got, now that you're able to put product on the floor in your recruiting pitch and show them, hey, we're doing what you know we're we're saying we're going to do. So uh, it's all, it's all positive things right now for them, and you know I think it's great to recruit in the middle of the season when you, when things are going well for you because you kind of just try to continue that momentum. You know you probably have the eyes of a lot of people right now with the way you've been playing and, and you know your names in the top ten and all that kind of stuff. So uh, it, it's all a positive thing right now, and 
you know, this, this Indiana coaching staff um, has just done a really awesome job with, with recruiting. You know, we knew when, when Kenya Hunter joined the staff back when Archie Miller was on it, you know, we knew he was a good recruiter, and, you know, he played a big role in getting Xavier Johnson here. He's played a big role in a lot of big names that Indiana has gotten. So, um, you know, he's been awesome so far, and so have the other coaches as well. So, you know, these guys are on top of their game, and um, it, it's just a really well-oiled machine right now with the way the coaching staff is, is functioning and, and working with one another and, you know, I love that they were able to kind of get on that recruiting trail, you know, after a big win in North Carolina, right before a big game at Rutgers. The fact that you're taking your time out to, to focus on certain guys that you really want to get, you know, in your building is, is a good thing. And, you know, like you said, Mount Verde and, and IMG, you know, those are places where, you know, you got Huchifino, Malik Renew, you got Tamar Bates from IMG. So, you know, you got, you got a couple guys on your roster now that you can kind of point to and be like, hey, these guys are all playing big minutes for us. And, you know, you, know, you can kind of just kind of make that pitch to them as well. So, uh, really exciting time, and you know I, I like that they're kind of still focusing on recruiting. You know, you, you don't just wait till the off season; it's a year round thing. And uh, Indiana staff seems like they have a really good hand on it. Dylan Wallace, sports editor of the Seymour Tribune, he joins me Fridays on the program to talk IU basketball and more. Dylan, have a great weekend, and we'll talk again next week. All right, sounds good. Thank you. All right, Dylan Wallace, with me here on this Friday show. We'll head to a commercial break. We're back with Kyle Neddenrip of the Indianapolis Star High School Basketball Recruiting and more on the radar as we wrap up the show and the week here on this Friday edition of the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. We're back on the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. Join Matt Daly at 11 a.m. for complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. I'll handle this the way I want to handle it now that I'm here. You f***ed it up to begin with. Now just sit there or leave. I don't give a what you do. Now, back to the game. Here's Matt Dennison. We're back here on this Friday program. Just a couple notes I have not been able to squeeze in yet. I do want to make note that Romeo Langford had 14 points and eight rebounds last night for the San Antonio Spurs. So perhaps he is healthy again and finding a role for this team. I know it would be great for him to do so this season. Also, in local girls high school basketball, Jeffersonville with a really big win last night over Floyd Central as well. And just a reminder, our first high school Broadcast of the season coming up this Friday evening. Tonight at the 7.15 pregame show, we'll have Evansville North at Jeffersonville. That game uh, at Johnson Arena in Jeff coming up later tonight. Kyle Neddenrip of the Indianapolis Star, my guest, will talk some high school hoops and uh, maybe some recruiting as well. But first off, Kyle, I was scrolling through Twitter during the IU North Carolina game looking for stats and commentary, and you tweeted something that I made note of to ask you today. You said watching the North Carolina-Indiana game makes you think about how electric the Purdue-IU rivalry games could be this season, which is a a twice-a-year matchup we get in those protected rivalries of the Big Ten Conference. Uh, With the start that IU and Purdue have both had, uh, that game already is going to be electric, but especially this year, it could be a wild, wild environment. Oh, yeah. I I started looking at uh, the dates that they played, and unfortunately, it's uh, I think both of them are February. So I was kind of hoping it'd be a, at least one of them would be a little bit earlier. But you know the way the, both those teams have played this season, I mean those games are 
electric anyway, and then you add in kind of what they're doing now, and then who knows if they're both top ten or or where they're at by that point in the year. They're both of them probably going to take some hits at some point, but but man, if you look at it right now, I'd say you know the two of them are probably the best teams in the Big Ten, and you know it's it's a long season, obviously, but. You know the way those those teams get after it defensively. You know I, I really like watching this IU team now. The way they play defensively. I mean they they get into you and get after you, and that's uh, kind of always been Purdue's thing. You know is, is the, the way they play. But yeah, with so many kids from, you know, not really kids anymore, but uh, you know players that I've covered on both sides, I enjoy it for that reason, like always. But uh, you know with both of them being top ten, you know, and I don't have a. A dog in the fight ever on that that rivalry, but I just enjoy watching good basketball. From that standpoint, it'll be a heck of a lot of fun this year. No question, Kyle. Let's get into some high school basketball. The season is here. We were talking earlier in the show about a really good showcase down here called the Body Armor Classic. Warren Central coming down. Some good local teams involved. Huntington Prep also coming over to play as well. So a five-game showcase starting at noon. That's going to be really awesome from Charlestown, but. It's a great day across the state tomorrow for high school basketball here early on because huge event taking place up at Brownsburg High School. A lot of interesting matchups there and some IU targets will be involved in that showcase. And we're just getting to the point where we've made it through the first week and a half or so of the season and now getting into some better matchups. Yeah, that that, that uh, Santa for uh, uh, Sneakers for Santa event has been, uh, I think it's, the third or fourth year of that now i can't remember for sure exactly but it's been a really good event uh previous years but yeah this this lineup is especially uh enticing i think this year because it just you know you start at 10 a.m with with north central and bloomfield and then you know just all the way down you've got uh you know big time prospects in almost every class you know xavier booker to miles colvin in the 2023 class and then cannon catchings with brownsburg in the 24 um and then uh, 25, of course, you have Trent Sisley, who's playing against Brownsburg uh, from Heritage Hills. So, you know, just a you know, really good lineup of games. And, and you know, Logan Imes also from Zionsville uh, playing. They're playing Gary 21st Century, I think, in the third game of the day. So, you know, it's, and Flory Badunga, didn't even mention him. He's uh, in that 24 class also as well, obviously. And they're playing Ben Davis, which is uh, – arguably, you know, maybe the best team in the state at this point. So, and they had a tough game against Southport Tuesday that they won in overtime or Wednesday. Uh, but uh, regardless, they're a very solid team. So curious what Kokomo does against them. And, you know, that could be a matchup you you know, could see down the line potentially in 4A as well. So, uh, but yeah, that'll be, I'll probably be posted up there all day pretty much. And, uh, you know, looking forward to, you know, seeing what happens there at Brownsburg and, and, should have lots of coverage of that as well uh, tomorrow and, and beyond. So it'll be a yeah full day, first kind of full day, and then next week's the tip-off classic at uh, Southport. So you've got kind of back-to-back Saturdays now of just a full day of, uh, of hoops and kind of gets you ready uh, for, uh, you know, the Hall of Fame classic then, which will be coming around to Christmas after Christmas time. But a chance to see a lot of different teams and a lot of really, really great players. Kyle, I had a chance to see Indianapolis Cathedral last Saturday at Jeff, and the Red Devils, for about 20 minutes or so, the the young Devils hung tough and kept it within 10 or 12 points, but the second half was a different story. Cathedral uh, is loaded, Kyle. Is there any chance there's a team in Indiana 
with more talent on one roster than what uh, the the Irish have there at Cathedral. They have to be, uh, I would think, the most talented team in the state and an early front runner to win the 4A championship just based on all the weapons that they have, what we saw on display at Johnson Arena last Friday. Yeah, I, I think that's probably right. I have them number one in our 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 Fab 15, which is basically the local teams. But the one team out there probably is Ben Davis that I think could match them on a on a given night. And like I said, Ben Davis had a they had an overtime game with Southport on uh, Wednesday. But you know, Southport's also a senior led team, a very good, talented team as well. Uh, but Ben Davis is the team I think that. You know, while they may not have like the Xavier Booker type of player or, you know, that type of a Mr. Basketball type guy, they do have a very balanced uh, lineup. And they also have a big Zane Doty, uh, Doughty, who's going to uh, Valpo. And then uh, a really good point guard, Sheridan Sharper, who has D1 offers. And, and KJ Wyndham, who, you know, his older brother, Jalen, played on that uh, state, t- state uh, runner up team in 2019. He's at Ball State now. Uh, KJ Wyndham, who he's a junior, uh, so they have they're more of a you know not a star studded necessarily. I mean, they have really good players, but maybe not that that main guy who's going to go out and give give you thirty points. But they have a lot of guys who can get you twenty uh, on a given night, and uh, you know, I, so I think they're the one team. But yeah, Cathedral with Booker and Tibbs and Jake Davis and. You know, the, all those guys, uh, Sincere Germany, who's, you know, unheralded a little bit as a senior, and then they bring in uh, Slaughter, uh, who basically comes off the bench. And then there's some younger guys, too, that are interesting players, or good players. Um, so, yeah, they're they're probably the, right now, they would seem to be the team to beat. But, yeah, I, it's a good year. I mean, it really is. This 23 class is really good. So, I don't, don't uh, you know, just, uh, you know, hand them the trophy yet. Uh, but I do think, yeah, I think they are the best team right now, and I think that, I don't think they're going to go undefeated necessarily, but but I think they are the kind of the standard right now. Kyle Nedrip, the Indianapolis Star, with us here on this Friday program. Kyle, real quick, recruiting. I want to bring up Dylan Wallace, and I touched on this in the last segment, and I know you and I've had this come up before after Indiana has recorded a big win, but. That environment on Wednesday in Assembly Hall and that type of blue blood win and the momentum that a program gets from that with recruits there. And I know Trent Sicily of Heritage Hills was there. I think Flory Badunga, others also at that IU North Carolina game. How far can IU spin that and take that to help from a recruiting standpoint? Yeah, Jalen Harrelson was there too. But yeah, they, I, it, it's a big deal. I mean, if you're the, if you can get those kids there in the building. Uh, in person to see that 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 type of uh, atmosphere doesn't happen uh, everywhere. Um, so, so yeah, I mean, it, it. I think it carries some weight. I mean, it doesn't mean everything, but you know, there's not a lot of places that can replicate that uh, type of uh, of an environment. Who, if you're a, a competitive player, you know, who's who's uh, you know talented and and has that opportunity, why wouldn't you want to be part of something like that? Now, like I said, there's other things fit and roster uh you know looking at what the roster looks like and all that stuff that certainly goes into it as well but yeah i mean it goes without saying not everybody can can offer that type of environment and and it was incredible i mean it really was watching it i wasn't there in person but just uh i've been there before when it's been like that and it's it's uh it's quite an atmosphere so that that was you know i think uh 
obviously a golden opportunity recruiting wise for IU. And then you know the fact that they're putting a good product on the floor means more than anything. I mean that that shows you what uh, Mike Woodson can do as a coach, and you know that's that's what IU fans I think have been looking for for a while. A team that really gets after you, makes it hard on you, and and if they can keep up that level of effort defensively. Uh, it's definitely a team I think that can, uh, you know, that IU fans are going to be proud of no matter, you know, certainly they want to go far in the tournament, but it's going to be a team that's going to be fun to watch the next several months. Kyle Nedenrip of the Indianapolis Star. Kyle, have a great weekend. Thank you. We'll talk next week. All right. Thanks, Matt. Have a good weekend. Absolutely. That's going to wrap things up for this Friday program. Join me tonight for Evansville North at Jeff. Pre-game coverage at 715. This is the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison.